Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, and along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. We are delighted that you've joined us this morning, as always, and uh, for our uh, a Tuesday morning session. What is this? May the 10th, 11th, May the 11th, okay. Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. Uh, wow. What a year it's been, and uh, so far, uh, the last 18 months, 17 or 18 months have been uh, quite eventful, uh, and I think I, I, did, I know I have a remarkable flair for the understatement, uh, <laughs> but we, we've got some more things cooking, too. Boy, I'll tell you what, there's so much going on in the world today. Uh, it's, it's chaotic. It's, there's lots of evil out there. Uh, there's Christian persecution ramping up. We have Canadian listeners who are uh, under the gun right now, uh, almost literally under the gun uh, for their beliefs. And uh, we want you to know, Canada, we, we are hanging tough with you. We're, we're standing by you. We fully support you with, with prayer. Uh, and if you're out there and you're listening in Canada, uh, and you, uh, you'd like to have some discourse with us, we welcome it. Uh, you can go to our website, which is the Christian underground news uh, and you can email us with any comments, questions, prayer requests, uh, anything of that nature. We, we'd be more than happy to receive that. And, uh, we want you to know you are in our thoughts and prayers, Canada. Uh, we love you, our, nor our northern neighbor, and, and uh, we are praying that the situation uh, corrects itself very quickly. Uh, we know that God is still in control, uh, and we want you to know that too. We trust him, we believe in him, and we have faith in him. Uh, he will take care of us. Uh, with that being said, uh, we're glad that you've joined us today for uh, what's going to be a rather interesting, uh, and, and maybe a little bit different, uh, hour long segment today, uh, about all how we think that's right. A lot hinges on how we think, doesn't it? Major decisions are made, uh, based on what we think and how we think about certain things. Uh, but as is our standard, we, on this program, we do, when we ask these kind of questions, the first answer for us is, well, what's say at the scripture? Absolutely. And so that's the way we're going to treat this subject today. What are you thinking? Pastor Chamberlain is going to, uh, to have some fun with this one. I, I, I got a feeling he's chomping at the bit for this one, and so am I. So without anything further from me, Pastor, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, what do you think? That's what we're asking our audience. What do you think? In uh, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, we see these words. Let's let's start reading with the verse six, Proverbs twenty three. It says, "Eat eat not thou the bread of 
him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Wow. What do you think? Well, that's what our lessons are going to be today. We'll we'll entitle it, So Think. Uh, I think, first of all, we'll we'll go to Isaiah chapter 55, uh, verse 7, 8, and 9. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Oh, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon and then, and then it says this, for my thoughts, this is God speaking, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So what do you think? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, we're going to go through a list of things about how not to think. Um, and I think that's um, uh, that's particularly interesting. When we were studying this, Curtis and I studied together. We, we study in my basement, which is which we call the brewery. <laughs> and because we're brewing up me- messages. And then we sit in a room down there. We, we call the alliteration room because the alliteration I, cafe. Yeah. Cause I like to alliterate everything. So everything's going to begin with the letter S now, how not, how not to think, uh, turn to first Timothy chapter four, verse two, first Timothy chapter four, verse two. These are, that's the epistle written to uh, Timothy, a young pastor, uh, being mentored by uh, the Apostle Paul. And here's what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse, we'll we'll read verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, and folks, we are in the latter times. Boy, are we ever. Some shall depart from the faith. It's an understatement, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience, their mind, that is, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Don't have your mind seared with a hot iron. Then we go to that's so, so. Uh, how not to speak? Don't speak with a seared conscience. Don't, Don't think. think with a seared conference. Romans, uh, excuse me, conscience. Romans chapter one. Boy, this is when you read Romans chapter one, verses seventeen and following. There's a whole list of things that that apostate people do and how they think. And when we get to uh, Romans chapter one, uh, verse twenty-two. It says this, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Isn't that something? But why did they become fools after professing themselves to be wise? Because in the the, uh, first uh, couple of verses of Romans 1, it says, uh, 
for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known, see, that's their thought processes, for that which may be known of God is manifest in, is manifest in them. So uh, they know that, for God has showed it unto them. So uh, don't, don't think with a senseless mind. That's what, that's what this Bible, this, that's what, don't be foolish. Number three, um, there's the sightless mind. What? Yeah, a sightless mind. Um, turn to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. Curtis and I turn to these as you're turning to them, so you, you'll have time. Second Corinthians chapter 4, we'll be again reading with verse 3 and zero in on verse 4. It says, but if our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, that Satan, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And so, um, don't have a sightless mind. Let's go back to Romans chapter 1 again. Uh, with, re with regard to this, Romans chapter 1, verse 20, says this. It says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal uh, power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fooled. They became foolish. And so, and so um, that's that's the sightless mind. Um, then here's something. There are so many warnings in the scripture to, to believers. Um, uh, one of my favorite chapters, uh, and I and I and I always start a lesson on Second Peter chapter two with the word "beware." Why? Because God tells us to beware of some things. Second Peter chapter two says this. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, uh, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring unto themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by, re uh, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness, they shall with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. So what's going to happen is that there are sneaky minds. Don't have a sneaky mind, and beware of people who have a sneaky mind. Beware of, of them. Keep your minds cleaned up. You mean there are people that are standing behind pulpits today, Pastor, that are... 
that are sneaking in false doctrine. That's exactly what they're doing. They're bringing in privily or yeah. sneakily and damnable heresies. They're thinking that's exactly right. Okay. That's it exactly right. And so be, beware of that. Uh, that's why we like to let the scripture speak. That's why oh, we yeah. want to be doctrinally accurate in everything that we do. And if we're not, call us on it. You bet. S send us a message on our website. Sure. Yeah. And uh, so don't, don't beware of, of sneaky minds. <laughs> and then in Genesis chapter 6, most of you are familiar with this. This is a pre-flood chapter. Do you remember that God sent a flood on the earth to destroy it? He destroyed everybody but eight people. Can you imagine that? Well, why? Well, why? Because of what was happening. Um, now, Noah was the 10th in a generations from Adam, and uh, um, he found he, um, uh, he was about the only one who was not in this category, which we're going to tell you. Um, in G Genesis chapter 6, verse 4, says there were giants. The Hebrew word is what, Curtis? Nephilim. Nephilim. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God, that's, that's angels. fallen angels. They're called sons of God. And we've talked about this in previous podcasts. Yeah. They're called sons of God in the book of Job twice. Uh, and it says, and the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men. They had illicit sex, angels with women, with human beings. And it says, and they bear children to them. And the same became mighty men, which were, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And that's why God sent the flood, saved Noah, his wife, his three sons and their wives, took him in the ark, which is a type of Christ, and kept them safe through the flood. Pastor, yeah. I'd like to make a point here about uh, about at least a half dozen of these scriptures that you've read already that we're talking about what do you think. But where does your thinking start? It starts in your heart. That's where it starts. In almost every one of these scriptures, you'll see that the heart is directly connected to the mind. That's right. And by the way, so the key words we're using is think, thoughts, soul, heart, mind. All of that has to do with how you think. And so this, this right. in Genesis 6, verse 5, was salacious thinking. Salacious. Don't think salaciously. Uh, don't think evil thoughts. In Proverbs 15, verse 26. By the way, the books of Psalm and Proverbs are called wisdom literature, I think, along with the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, Proverbs 15, verse 26, 
says this. We'll read verse 25. Excuse me. Chapter, chapter 15, verse 26, says this. Um, we'll, 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 let's... Let's um, maybe we should go start reading with verse 24 it says uh, the way of life is above to the wise that he may depart from hell beneath. The Lord will destroy the house of the of the proud. Uh, but but he will establish the border of the wicked. The thoughts of the wicked. Have you got this? The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord. But the words of the pure are pleasant words. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination. They're shameful. And so don't speak shamefully. Don't think shamefully. Here's another thing. Uh, not to do. Uh, don't straddle the fence. This is this is something uh, that uh, we see so often. Uh, again, from the pulpits uh, and from and from from guys uh, like us, you have to you have to check us out by the scriptures. You, bet. you really do. Um, and we're not we're not being a government telling you how to think. We're just men of God uh, giving you what the scripture says about thinking. And so James chapter four, right after the book of Hebrews, I love the book of James. I have several messages from the book of James. It says this in, um, in uh, James chapter four, verse eight, it says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Double-minded. You gotta be single-minded, not double-minded. You know, have you ever heard the term mugwump? I have, but... Can I say it, Curtis? I, you already did. Okay, wait a minute. Let me tell you what that means. That's a guy who straddles the fence. He has his mug on one side of the fence, and you got it, his wump on the other. Do not straddle the fence with your thinking. Be single-minded. Don't straddle the fence. That leads us, that leads us then to uh, our second uh, a point of this outline, and it tells you, and it tells you how to think. It tells you, we, we, we've told you how not to think. And I think that uh, we covered it pretty well. Uh, there's more that we could have said, but um, our, our computer program gives us an hour. And so we're going to stay within that hour. But it, um, the Bible tells us how to think. And, and the first thing on my list is to think single-minded. Don't be double-minded. Be single-minded. Ephesians chapter uh, 6. 
Ephesians chapter 6. What does it mean to be double-minded? It means that you haven't got your mind made up. Oh. It means that you that you think it, it could be two ways. Oh, uh, well, you, you, you Baptists say salvation is by grace, and, and, and we think that thou, salvation is by baptism. Double-minded. That's double-minded. Double-minded. Okay? And that's just one of the examples, okay? Some people say I can be saved by good works. No, you can't. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says that it's not by works. It's you're saved simply by grace. Ephesians chapter 6 how to be single-minded. It says this, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. You got a job, and you're not the boss, and you have a boss? Yeah. O o obey the boss. Yeah. That's what he's saying, simply. Yeah. Yeah. And have the same mind as Christ would have. And then it says, Not with eye servants, service as um, as men pleasers oh uh -huh. but as servants of christ doing the will of god from the heart to be single-minded do the will of god from the heart that'll keep you from being double-minded that'll keep you from thinking all over the place uh, colossians chapter 3 22 says the same thing. It says here, servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of the heart, fearing God and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing. See, it keeps your mind straight. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. He that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there's no respect of persons. So you see here, um, we need to be single-minded. And by the way, the way you can do that is keep your mind on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's yes. what these verses are telling you. That's what it's all about. And, and so That's who it's all about. So we need to be single-minded. Then we need to have a sound mind. You know, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not even a psychologist. Kurtz almost got his degree in psychology. Got a couple of hours to go on it yet. Uh, and, and we believe that psychology is good, but only Christian psychology. It's the study of thought. And we're not psychiatrists. We, you can't sit, uh, lay on a couch and have me sitting next to you and tell you, well, what do you think? This is, you know, baloney. We're, t we're telling you what God says about your mind. Okay, um, so be single-minded. Um, secondly, we need to have a sound mind. Um, First Timothy, excuse me. 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Have you noticed? We're just telling you what the Bible says. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Um, and, and 
And here again, Timothy is a young pastor and pastors pay attention. We're talking to you too. He says in verse six, wherefore I put thee in remembrance. There you go. Something about your mind again. I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by uh, the putting on of my hands. And then he says this for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. That's right. That's but as part of our podcast motto. That's right. You read our podcast motto. We're, yeah. Uh, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Wow. And oh, <laughs> we better finish the verse. And of a sound mind. And so, uh, so how to think is to think with a sound mind. There's only one way you can think with a sound mind is you think scripturally, and we're yep. going to talk about that in uh, in a subsequent uh, in a subsequent uh, point. Yeah, uh, you need to have a sound mind. That's what God has given believers. If we stir up the gift of God, which is in us, gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So we need to, uh, we need to uh, think with a sound mind. Um, we need to think with a sure mind, a steadfast mind. In Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, it says, uh, well, we'll begin reading with verse 17. Uh, it's Hebrews Chapter 6, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. Oh, don't you love that? <laughs> That's why we love the scriptures. It, they don't lie. We might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. The word hope can easily be translated um, confidence. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Do you see that? An anchor of the soul. Our thinking can be sure and steadfast. The anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enter into that within the veil, wherewith the, the, where, whither the forerunners for us entered, even Jesus, made a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So we see in these verses that we would that we have we can have a sure and steadfast mind if we have confidence in God and his word. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 37 says this, Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart. His what? In his heart. Oh, I thought we were talking about the mind. We're talking about the mind. Oh, we are, because they're connected. We're talking about the heart. We're talking about 
the soul. Yes, nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but hath power over his own will, and hath and hath so decreed in, in his heart that he will keep his virgin doeth well. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you need to be steadfast in your heart. Make up your minds. Don't be a mugwump. Don't straddle the fence. Uh, and uh, so have, have a sure and steadfast mind. First Corinthians 15. Verse you know 15. Before you even go there, look at the very next chapter in 1 Corinthians, chapter 8. Chapter 8. All right, let's do it, Kurt. Verse number 2. Number 2, it says this. If any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. Wow. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. Hooray. Okay. Good verse. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? (laughs) Okay. Let's see. We're going to first. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks. That's why, you know. I raised him, so he's got to do that kind of stuff. We've got less than a minute. Pastor. Less than a minute to go. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight, talking about the rapture of the church. Oh yeah. And I'll read that verse, and then we'll take a break. He says, "Therefore, my beloved brethren." Now that's in light of the rapture of the church. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be steadfast. Now, be single-minded. Be sound-minded. Have a sure and steadfast mind. And with that, we'll take a little break.